Inside the Groove is a podcast which takes a song by Madonna every episode and dissects its creative process, examining the songwriting, the production and the recording. By playing you the demos, the studio sessions and isolated tracks, including Madonna's vocals, sometimes along with previously unheard takes, we explain how Madonna has been behind some of the biggest moments in pop history over the past 40 years. Bitch I'm Madonna was a single from Madonna's 13th studio album Rebel Heart and was released in 2015 and it reached number one in the US Billboard charts. It may not have charted in the UK but as of June 29 it was Madonna's seventh most streamed song in Britain, beating Vogue, Into the Groove, Express Yourself and Music. It's a truly Marmite song, you either love it or you hate it, but no one can doubt its success at raising eyebrows and causing controversy, which is what Madonna does best. It was written with Mozilla, Toby Gad, Ariel Rexhead, Sophie and also Diplo who co-produced the track with Madonna. I'll be playing you the original demos of the song along with the stems to discuss its writing and recording process. Rebel Heart was of course heavily leaked in advance of its release after which Madonna reworked some of the tracks, in particular the ones written with Swedish artist Avicii. I'll be discussing that leak and playing you some of the early versions too. Bitch I'm Madonna may not be every fan's favourite song, but the video is certainly one of the singer's best. Directed by Jonas Ackerlund and featuring an all-star cast, I'll be discussing its filming. So get ready, as we go hard or we go home. Inside the Groove. You're gonna love this. You can't touch this. Cause I'm a bad bitch We hit the elevator right up to the rooftop The bass is pumping, make me wanna screw the top off Yeah, we'll be drinking and nobody's gonna stop us And we'll be kissing anybody that's around us I just wanna have fun tonight Complete genius or an utter embarrassment? How we fans perceive bitch is kind of how the rest of the world sees Madonna herself. I'm not going to tell you how to think because we're here to discuss the creative process. But when I took to social media to ask what you thought of the track, it was a clear divide. 49% hate it, 51% love it, proving that it's a complete polarised binary Marmite song. In fact, some people have even messaged me to say they won't be listening to the episode because they hate the song that much. Hmm, thanks for that, it's only taken me three days of writing and research. But it typifies the Rebel Heart release whereby, even if you enjoy it, you have to admit the execution is messy. Back in June 2020, I did an episode of this podcast about the song Living For Love, and I also covered the creation of Rebel Heart, how Madonna came to work with Diplo and his involvement on the project, and of course the fact that the project was derailed by the leaking of many tracks from the album which interrupted Madonna's plans for the project. And this feels like a good starting point for talking about Bitch and Madonna. On 28th of November 2014, two songs leaked onto the internet, Rebel Heart and Wash All Over Me. A few weeks later, on the 17th of December, a further 13 tracks leaked which Madonna confirmed as being demos, not finished versions of the tracks, and referred to the whole fiasco as being like artistic rape. 
Wind back to June 2014 when Diplo confirmed that he was writing a song called Bitch I'm Madonna which would push the boundaries of his own songwriting capabilities. The origin of the song's title can be traced back to Lil B's 2010 song Pretty Boy Farmer which has got the lyrics I look like Madonna, bitch I'm a farmer. Diplo then presented the phrase bitch I'm Madonna to the singer when they were recording. He suggested it as a song that would address Madonna's detractors, and let's face it, she's had many over the years. Now we can't forget the other co-writers on the song, Ariel Rexshed, Maureen McDonald, Toby Gad, Anika Maraj, and Sophie. Um, apart from Sophie, I really don't know the involvement of the other people, but talking to Interview Magazine in 2015, Diplo confirmed that they started the composition when they were drinking one night in the studio. He played Madonna a Japanese pizzicato melody with a big drop and she liked it. He stated that Madonna liked to start her compositions with guitar so he added some guitar sounds over the top of it and that's how they progressed the songwriting. Madonna didn't want to hold back and within a short time they had developed a demo which really pushed the envelope. Now I think even the biggest fans of the song would find this one quite difficult to listen to but I'm going to play it all the same because it's very interesting to see the process of what happened next. So here's that early demo one of Bitch I'm Madonna. Diplo drop. You can kind of see why Madonna loves this song. It was a way for her to put on record quite literally a two-finger salute to everybody who had criticised her in the past. But the song needed refining and that's where Sophie came in. Sophie Zion was born in Glasgow, Scotland and at a very young age she was introduced to music by her father who used to make mixtapes which he'd play in the car. She became obsessed with these and he would also take her to raves and at a very early age she was bought a keyboard and shocked her parents before the age of 10 when she said that she wanted to drop out of school and become an electronic music producer. Probably for the best she didn't but she did go on to learn to be a DJ and also started a band called Motherland before releasing her debut solo single in February 2013 called Nothing More To Say. Sophie would go on to work with artists like Kim Petras and Charlie XCX, but back in 2014, she found herself in LA recording music and by chance ended up working with Diplo. By even greater chance, she ended up putting her own mark onto the song Bitch I'm Madonna. Now in 2020, she did a really extensive interview with The Face magazine where she talked about it in depth. 
but fundamentally she confirms that her input was more a soundscape, particularly on the verses. But she really likes the song, she describes it as really fun and she likes the lyrics of it, especially as it reflects Madonna's brattiness. But of course the other fundamental element is Nicki Minaj, who once again returned to add her feature to a Madonna record, having participated in two of the tracks on the MDNA album. This idea apparently came from Diplo, but in 2015 Madonna spoke to Rolling Stone magazine about the subject. Whenever we work together, she said, she always sits with me and listens to the song, and says, tell me what this song is about to you. She's very methodical in her thinking. We talk about it, she writes down the words that I say describing what the song's about and the sentiment that I'd like her to get out there, and then she goes away and she works on it. She writes, she comes back, she does a version of it, we talk about it, it's a back and forth until she gets it right. It's a total collaboration. So now let's listen to the stems of the song and work out how it was all put together. So it starts with chopped up acoustic guitar. Ironically, Madonna kind of started that whole trend back with Don't Tell Me and then later tracks from the American Life album. Here's an arpeggio synth. Ravy synths and then building in some hand claps. That ravy hoover synth again as we build to the first chorus. And the first drop, which is essentially some drums and a bass synth. Let's listen to that bass on its own. Bring in some Madonna now. Now, like most modern tracks, we don't have the dry vocal just with all the effects on it. We're jumping in the pool and swimming with our clothes on. I bought a beer in too much, you ain't got my freak on. The neighbor's person says he's gonna call the 5 If they show up, then we are gonna give a good show. Sophie's arpeggio synth again. Pull me another flashing light. And back to the bass drop. And here's a bit of Nicki Minaj. And now let's play in Nicki Minaj's rap. Hold up with my nose up and that rose up and that thanger. I'm froze up and my stove up cause he eating like it's his dinner. I run shit, I don't fall back cause I'm on track, I'm a sprinter. I'm bossed up, I got him outstruck, it's not a toss up, I'm the winner. Is that bottle service all night? Is that popping urban just right? Is that go hard or go home zone, bitch? I'm Madonna, these hoes know. And here's the instrumental of the chorus. 
bringing back the vocals. Sophie synth again. I really like this. Now, here's an interesting bit. How do you hear this sound? Some people hear it as a ripping tearing, and others hear it as a dog barking. What about you? I'd be really interested to know what you thought. So there you have it. That was either four minutes of brilliance or some of the most excruciating music you've ever heard. It's really strange how people are so polarised about it. My view on that? Well, they're both right and they're both wrong. It is, without a doubt, Madonna letting her hair down, pushing the envelope for her and trying to do something different. Lyrically, she's saying, I don't care what you think of me, this is who I am. And for all those detractors that say she should act her age, she's not going to do it and she's making it very clear by putting it out in a record. But for those that don't like it, well they say this is just Madonna jumping on a bandwagon. That from a production point of view this is what everyone else was recording at the time and nothing special. But it's the melody and lyrics where people are really divided. The haters say it's a really poor, childish melody, badly executed, whereas those that love it say, it's brilliant, it's a poor, childish melody, that's why I love it. My theory, for what it's worth, is that it's a vibe more than a song, and that the audio recording doesn't really capture what Madonna was trying to get across. Many of us finally got it when Madonna performed on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon on April the 9th, 2015, wearing a black jacket and a gold dollar symbol. Shot live in one take, Madonna starts in her dressing room where she's having the final touches to her hair and makeup before she moves out through the corridor, selects some new clothes, pops in on Diplo and then Rocco appears. Oh, he gets something wrong here and it's a real shame you can see his embarrassment. But Madonna continues and eventually it cuts to the studio where there's just a fantastic melange of dancers and entertainers and Madonna interacts with members of the crowd. And at one point, Jimmy Fallon himself joins in with singing the song. You can see how excited he is, especially as he's only been doing the show for a few months at this point. It's great and it's probably no surprise that Madonna pretty much did a lift and shunt when it came to recording the official video for the single. Filmed on the top two floors of the Standard Hotel in New York City and directed by Jonas Ackland, who of course had filmed many videos from Madonna before, including music and Ray of Light, he later explained the process to Entertainment Weekly. He said, Madonna called me about Ghost Town. We hadn't worked together for a while because of different circumstances, so when I heard all the songs on Rebel Heart, I was very excited about Ghost Town. I connected to it creatively, and yeah, we enjoyed working together. I was supposed to start something else right after and that got pushed and she asked me to do Bitch I'm Madonna. I saw it being so completely different from Ghost Town, something a little bit less serious, just fun and crazy. Again, it appears to be all in one shot, but it's actually several takes put together. But it looks fantastic. There's a lot of designers involved in it, including Chanel, Machino and Giuseppe Zanotti. But there's also some cameo appearances from big names like Beyonce, Katy Perry, Miley Cyrus, Rita Ora and, of course, Nicki Minaj. Although I think a lot of you Madonna fans are probably particularly taken with Spanish model John Cortagirena, who appears in the video giving Madonna a big old kiss. And of course the song was performed on the Rebel Heart Tour in 2015. It got the Japanese dynasty treatment and of course is one of the outstanding moments of that tour. 
But I want to take time now to look at some of the other songs that were featured on Rebel Heart that leaked early with very different versions from what we're familiar with. In particular, there are a couple of songs that came out of the writing sessions Madonna did with Swedish performer Avicii. And one song that changed massively between the 2014 leak and the final release in 2015 is the title track itself, Rebel Heart. Here's the version that you're familiar with. Kissed, hearing my father say, told you so, told you so. Now this is a great version, but it's markedly different from what had originally been leaked on the internet the previous year. We don't know exactly, but we assume it's the same production team, all Swedes who put this together. Let me play it to you, it's really quite different. Walking alone, never satisfied, satisfied Tried to fit in, but it wasn't me I said, oh no, I want more That's not what I'm looking for And this is where it's really different in the chorus So I took the road, let's travel by Why was this not the lead single? Instead, not only was it remixed out of all recognition, but it wasn't even included on the main album and just one of the special editions. I do have to say though, at the time, the Avicii sound was everywhere and this sounded very Avicii and perhaps Madonna wanted to try something a little bit more progressive. But looking back five, six years later, this is actually better. I'm sure many of you would agree. Another song which had a similar treatment is the song Devil Pray, also known as Make the Devil Pray. Let me play you the familiar version. It's great, but there's a version of the song that leads in 2014, actually produced by Diplo, which is just, in my opinion, a bit better. Especially at this point in the song, it's a real sort of hoedown. Let me play it to you in case you're unfamiliar with it. Yeah. 
A lot of people will say, but why should Madonna put out radio-friendly songs just to get a hit? She doesn't need a hit, she's already proved herself. I guess they're right, but her fans want her to have a hit. They're fed up of her detractors saying she's beyond it, she's past it, she should give up. The fact is, Madonna's like a cat. She won't do what you want her to do. She'll do what she wants to do. And if you ask her to do something, she'll do completely the opposite. And I'm not denying the fact for a moment that Rebel Heart isn't a great album. Okay, it's messy and some of the mixes could be improved, but Madonna feels really invested in the project, far more than the MDNA album, although not quite as much as Madame X, which was to follow. But hey, so what? Bitch, she's Madonna. If you want to hear an even earlier demo version of Devil Prey, and to hear me go through the multi-track of that second version by Diplo, then you need to become a patron of the podcast. By donating as little as $2, you can get all this extra content after each episode. Just head over to patron.podbean.com forward slash inside the groove and donate however much you would like. In the meantime, thank you as ever for your support and wonderful messages on social media. I know you're really enjoying the podcast and it seems that you really enjoy this second series too. Next episode is going to be a bit of a break from the norm. Rather than concentrating on one song, I'm going to play you some of the songs that Madonna has written for or donated to other artists and give you some of the story behind that. I think it's going to be really interesting and I really hope you learn a lot. In the meantime, well, you can't go hard, you have to go home. But stay safe and I'll speak to you again very soon. Bye.